0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Brothers Banter. With you as always is Brother Raphael. And I'm Brother JD. It's good to be with you all. And today we have a very special guest. Uh uh coming to us live from Minneapolis is Brother Dylan Perry. And and I won't introduce him much. I'll let him take care of that for you. But uh, as part of our ongoing mini-series here of get to know the brothers around the United States, we, we asked Brother Um. Dylan to come on and tell us his story. And so, brother, the floor is yours.
1: Oh, thank you. Uh, thanks, brothers. It's uh, great to be with you. Great to be asked to, to be a part of this. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh, it's my first my first time being on one. So, uh, you know, I feel like a little bit of a celebrity. <laughs> I, um, so, just a little bit by way of introduction. Currently, I'm uh, teaching. Uh, 11th and 12th grade at De La Salle high school in Minneapolis, Minnesota, downtown Minneapolis. Um, and, uh, I teach philosophy to, uh, as a, an elective for in the theology department to so juniors and seniors nice. and I teach morality, which is a required course for our seniors. Okay, um, nice. yeah. So it's, I've been here for about three years. Um, my first assignment out of novitiate.
0: Nice. Nice. And, and uh, does it look like you'll be there next year?
1: I will. I will. I've signed on. Uh, I signed on for next year. Um, to be really nice. I began here, started uh, teaching freshmen, so I'll get to see those freshmen graduate. Oh, that's so. awesome. Wow. That's great. Really nice. Yeah.
0: Nice. And so, how uh, well? I, how long have you been the brother?
1: This will be um, goodness. I guess depending on how you count it, five or five or six years. Uh, so I've been. This is my third year in temporary vows. So my third year out of uh, novitiate, um, but I've been using the title. I've been calling myself brother for about uh, five or six years. So I had uh, two years of postulancy before before my novitiate. Um, and during that, I worked in in D.C. Um, as the associate director for La Salleian volunteers um, and. In Tulsa, uh, teaching uh, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade theology at uh, San Miguel Middle
0: School. Oh, wow. Nice. Uh, I guess that's that's. This is a great segue. Oh, what exactly entailed uh, being the director of the uh, Saline Volunteers?
1: Goodness, um, yeah, quite a bit. So, well, you know, um, it was we sort of talk about it because uh, we're all school people uh sort of like a uh a president principal model um so there's the director uh of the program and i was the associate director which uh would kind of be like the principal so i i under i oversaw um the health and well-being of the volunteers themselves um in sort of the same way that the uh and sort of the programming aspect of of the uh of the program. So the retreats, um, the formation that they, that the volunteers underwent a little bit of their placement in their sites. Um, so for, for the listeners, the Lasallian volunteers, um, you know, uh, is a postgraduate volunteer program. Um, and they, these young people, uh, live and work in, uh, Lasallian ministries, many of them uh, living in brothers' communities, um, and so there's a lot of details to navigate with that. Getting them ready for for all of those kinds of experiences, um, to to participate um, in community life and in in the life of our ministries, um, and so yeah, I, I oversaw um, preparing preparing for them for that, and then the you know the, the retreat experiences helping them to uh, to maintain. Uh, that experience.
0: And, and uh, how did you come to know the, the LVs, the Lasallian Volunteers?
1: Yeah, well, I, um, yeah, a lot of different ways. Um, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee, originally. We have a, um, we, ha- we had, we uh, had for, for several years, had a, an elementary school um, that, in which several Lasallian Volunteers uh, served in. And so when I was in high school, Christian Brothers High School, I volunteered at the school, uh, De La Salle, Blessed Sacrament. And so I was familiar with volunteers, um, you know, since I was in high school, uh, working with them. So I've known the volunteers as long as I've known the brothers. Um, and then in, in college at, uh, at Christian Brothers University, um, there were a lot of people who just, it was just sort of in the air. You talked about it. The um, our campus minister uh, talked about it a lot. Um, you know, so having the relationship with the, with the elementary school, but then also knowing lots of volunteers that I, folks that I was going to college with or went to high school with that, um, that were part of the program. Um, yeah, so it got me started. So then I volunteered myself in Philadelphia at West Catholic high school, um, for a year. And then, and then I thought, well, you know, this education thing is not for me. (laughs) <laughs> I uh, you know I, I loved my experience. I loved living with the brothers. Um, I was in a community of um, of eight, seven volunteer or seven, no, six brothers and two volunteers, um, and and it was wonderful. But I said, well, that was great. I learned a lot, and then I went to graduate school and studied um, nonprofit management and uh, and sort of social change kinds of things. A degree called uh, public service, a master's in public service, and Lo and behold, when I uh, when I finished that degree, this job with the volunteers came up. I had been working in um, more in like food systems management kind of things, um, you know, um, food deserts and, um, yeah. and you know, those kinds of things. And uh, but I had started getting back thinking about education and this job opened up and it was just this kind of Lasallian Providence we always talk about. So, you know. Uh, brother uh, Stephen Markham uh, invited me to uh, uh, to apply to the job and um, and sort of <laughs> the rest is it kind of his history. Um, it wasn't long after starting with that job and working um, with Brother Stephen, he was on the the staff at the time um, that I asked and he was also the vocation manager that I asked him to uh, to join our contact program. and you know I think I just came into focus what I was, what I have been missing for a few years, being away from the Lasallian world and um, away from a lot of explicit, more explicit religious activity. So, yeah. So uh, really one here. thing,
0: one thing led to another.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's uh, exactly the, familiar. I know it really, it really does. And we did, we did some formation um, work this, uh, this week in, in school. And, you know, a lot of our colleagues have same similar stories. Um, it's such a, it's such a, a powerful narrative that when we, we open up to, to noticing the, um, the way the spirit moves in our lives. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, definitely. And so you spoke a little bit about your, where you went to high school and college. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about that? Cause I, I would imagine that's really where you first met the brothers
1: yeah so i say i usually say that i that i was educated uh by the brothers for nine years so four in high school uh, four in uh, college and one with the the volunteers i do, I do feel like uh, uh the brothers that were part of that that i lived with and that i that i worked with at west and um and part of the program are a big part of my own education um well yeah i went to christian brothers high school and christian brothers university in memphis um and, um, and so those are, you know, Lasallian school that we've, we've started, uh, like 1870, those schools, mm-hmm. 1871, I think we've been around for a little while, um, with, with, uh, in, in Memphis. Um, and so, yeah, it's kind of in the, it's a big part of the Catholic world. In, those two institutions, a big part of the Catholic world in, in Memphis, um, The brothers are really the only, I mean, there's a few other small religious orders present, but the largest um, presence of religious life uh, in Memphis. And so, um, you know, when you think of, honestly, when you think of religious life in in Memphis, you think of the brothers or um, the poor Clares um, were were really big, but they're not visibly present because they're cloistered. and so, um, so yeah, in contemporary life, it's, uh, the brothers are a pretty big part of that. Um, and so, yeah, to, yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of, there's several brothers in, in both of those institutions. And so I, I mean, I had a few brothers in classes, uh, but just around, um, seeing, um, certainly always, um, looked up to them and, and really admired what, what they did. And, you know, it's interesting. I didn't know, you know, you don't know how to explain that feeling. And mm-hmm. I actually had experience just yesterday um, that kind of put that in focus for me in reverse. Uh, I was talking to a, a student um, that um, it was just recently asked to be the advisor of our national honor society. And so I'm working with some of our, um, Students with that, and so one of the officers um, was in my classroom after a meeting, and we were just talking. She's also in my morality class, and um, and she just to- she told me that that she really um, was really interested or inspired by what I do. And I, like it doesn't, you know, to me, I just think that I, you know, I do what I do. I don't,
0: <laughs> you don't do anything spectacular. You just do right. what you're called to, right?
1: Exactly. And to yeah. see that that, that our, our way of life, um, just living that um, with zeal, living that um, authentically, mm-hmm. uh, has impact on people. Has meaning, and it's the little things. You know, she was she was talking about just the fact that we share community. That we don't. You know, it's obvious to to our students that we're not um, overly influenced by worldly ways. You know, that we don't. You uh, know, let uh, money get in the way of us loving loving our students or or loving um, Jesus. That is a fraternal witness that we're called to and. <laughs> You know it's it's hard to put that into words and hard to um, to know what that is, but I feel like I knew it seeing it um, when I was young, but now I'm able to put that into um, put it into language, but all, but more importantly, put it into action.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, and it does take some some formation to get there.
0: Well, actually, that's probably a good segue into the next question. You've hinted around this idea of your vocational call. And so maybe elaborate on that. How did you go from working uh, at the food deserts and mm-hmm. and uh, joining the brothers?
1: Yeah, um, it's, you know, everything sort of makes more sense in retrospect. Um, and... I think a big piece of it is being open, you know, allowing myself to uh, to feel or notice, pay attention to this uh, to the movement of the spirit, um, and it's not so lofty, really. It's like I needed a job and I uh, and something that I was interested and in, qualified for, and, and it was you know it was a little bit of a departure from what I had been working with, but not being afraid to take that that leap or to you know to go in that direction. Um, certainly had noticed that some that a lot of my work um, was in education, so I was feeling good about that. I worked for the um, the No Kid Hungry campaign, which is about like studying, working with with students and uh, student age children, um, mm-hmm. hunger issues, and um, worked on st- helping start an educational nonprofit on uh, for urban farming, and so you know, even though it was about these issues, it was also about education. Um, And, and I think that, 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 that impulse that I initially had talked about when I was a volunteer, that education wasn't for me, um, was maybe more of a, more fear, um, fear of, of relationship in a lot of ways. It's, you know, you have to open your heart and allow your heart to be constant regularly broken as an educator right they you you build these amazing relationships and then they leave um and we have to be you know and that I think that cycle scared me initially of you know getting close to students and caring about them and then never you know you know a lot of them you don't hear from Mm -hmm. a lot of them you do but um but that you know being able to to let go and so I think a big part of my vocational journey was, was learning to be more comfortable with that, um, sort of that movement, um, allowing myself to believe what I already knew about myself. I, I always think of it as discovering that I'm, that I'm a brother uh, rather <laughs> than like deciding. Um, it's a, It felt a lot like discovery and it helps, it helps that I have a you know, a biological brother that gives me a great, um, insight into what it is to be a brother, um, how we are with each other. So it's a great, the word itself is really helpful for me. Um, for sure. And yeah, so I don't, it's a, it's a, lot of, a lot of little things and a few, a few big things. they I called brief moments of clarity where I was just like, I'm going to, I got to do this. I got to try this out. Um, and i didn't think you know i kind of i wasn't sure that it was going to it was going to stick but uh, yeah it's i
0: stuck so far huh
1: yeah it's i mean it's 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 in me it's part of me it's just uh, it's a big part of my a part of my identity um, in so many different ways um, yeah i just find it very compelling the to be um, this the fraternal nature of, of love. I think another, another piece of it that I, I haven't thought as much about, but now I'm sort of recalling in this conversation is I just kind of had a feeling that I had a lot of love to give. Um, and the idea of that sort of, that love being channeled directly into, um, for a person or a family, um, while very valuable and very important. And certainly, you know, we use familial language to talk about our, our relationships, um, was not, it didn't, didn't feel like it was for me as much as like being able to, to spread that love, uh, to organize my life, to, to be able to to give that to a lot of different people, um, to connect with, with people, in these relationships. So for me, when I, when I stopped being afraid of being, being vulnerable with people of being in relationship um it made it a lot easier to to think about um vocation which I think it kind of is what vocation is in general um is is how we open ourselves up to people what our and and give our gifts um and so yeah I was just lucky to the other hard part for me was knowing since, since I was so familiar with the brothers sort of double checking that there wasn't maybe another religious order that, uh, that might be a better fit. You know, I had uh-huh. like second, second guessing I worked for them. I you know, have lived, had lived with them, had, you know, been so familiar with them. So, um, but I, I looked around for a little bit, but I didn't do any formal discernment. It's like, you know, that's, there's something to this, I think I feel like if I if I joined uh you know amazing orders I really identify with the Franciscans I think I could I could uh, could connect with them well but I'd probably bore the or probably annoy them by talking about the brothers all the time
0: <laughs>
1: you know like we get it Dylan that's what the Lasallians do but but this is what we're doing
0: like, oh. yeah. mm-hmm.
1: so that kind of uh, brought things into focus for me um, so as, as I think my vocation journey is as circuitous as the the way that I'm talking about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think honestly, we, we started this series for that reason so that we can introduce other people with other opinions and voices and essentially how we all got to the same place, right? Which was not by one way, no. uh, but rather many, many ways as you said, uh, a lot of small things and some, some big things that pushed us all into this. Uh, I guess push is a terrible word to use, but uh, <laughs> invites you, invites you. Thank you. Yeah, yes.
1: Push, push. I feel like it's a pull, you know, I feel like I'm pulled to it. Uh, so this maybe is the similar kind of thing to being pushed, but, uh, but maybe, I don't know. I think pull, I like pull because then it's like you're being pulled towards something, mm-hmm. so, but it is, it, it is, a, it's compelling is the only word that I, that I can think for it. And I feel the same way that I feel, um, compelled by the gospel, I, I another piece for me is I when I started I say because you know this is about our baptismal promises I I said when I started taking that seriously, when I started taking the gospel seriously um, which you'd think as a as a cradle Catholic I might have a little sooner um, but you know when we take this seriously it's hard not to. You know, live out this call radically to do. You know, whether that is in a, a formal uh, vocation in an institute or something, or or just in your family life. It's like Jesus asks. You know, asks a lot of us, um, and I mean, but it's but it's but but helps us with that. But it's um, you know, loving everybody um is is a tall order and if we don't we got to organize ourselves our lives we organize ourselves towards that it's it doesn't it's not just about um you know, you know reading reading the the bible occasionally and like well, those are that's nice that makes me feel good like we got to... hearts on fire you know we got to spread this stuff spread this stuff around
0: you mm-hmm. no, you're 100% correct i think uh, especially after that that first year in ministry i think and that's when i it, it made sense to me i think in theory as a discerner as an aspirant it was great it was good i think i can get behind this but yeah after that first year in ministry it was it was uh quite impactful definitely so tell us then what is uh, if you can name it if you can name it uh what is one thing that has uh, struck you in this these last five to six years about being a brother
1: yeah I think it's I mean to me it's remarkable how good of a uh, of a title that is for what we do um, and how yeah how much I'm just yeah, appreciative of the the foresight of our, of our, our first brothers to, to decide to call themselves that um, it's because, you know, I've heard from early on that, that I, you know, when I, when I first met the brothers, this idea of, of being brothers to each other and to, and, you know, older brothers to, to your students, but it's even more than that. It's, or maybe my, my understanding of, of that kind of uh, bond or that kind of, familial relationship is expanding. But when we tie that with the, the language uh, that Jesus uses about being brothers and sisters um, you know, all one family um, with God, it's just, you know, I mean, I can, I, I use the, I use brother as a verb. I I think, I think about Mm -hmm. how I brother or how I'm brothering in, in the world, you know, certainly very important um, in our ministries, whatever those look like, and sometimes even more important, uh, in our communities. Um, but when I'm walking around, I mean, I think anyone can think about that as for being a good Christian. Like, am I um, being family to, to people around me? Um, and so that's really struck me, I think, the extent to which um, our life is organized to help us do that, um, help us understand that better and help us, um, be that, that witness to other people. Um, and like I said, with what I, what I've heard from some students recently that it's, it shows it, uh, you know, people, people notice that and we don't, I don't need, the, um, you know, them to necessarily know or recognize it, but, um, but it's good to know occasionally that, um, it's making that impact. Um, yes, yeah, so I think that's a big thing that's, that struck me. Um, cause you think at first, you know, first year or two, you think, well, I'm, I'm wearing a habit. And so maybe that's part of what they're, you know, they can see visually that I'm set apart in a different way or some, some other kind of, but I think, think they realize, and, and I've come to realize that the externals are, indicators of something deeper of um, a, of a commitment of an attachment um, but at the same time if I'm not being authentic to that then they'll see right through it as well um, and so yeah that's the fidelity to that I think is um, is really valuable really important to me um, yeah I mean I think the yeah, the idea of brother is uh, is so rich and and deep and meaningful um, that it, it it does a lot for me um, in supporting me and um, and helping
0: me understand my call well as we round uh, round out this interview mm-hmm. what would you say to uh, a younger person maybe a younger you out there in the world uncertain, I mean certain about what they want to do, but uncertain to try something uh radical.
1: Yeah. Oh wow. So many things. it's it's tough because I I talk to, you know, I, I talk to 17, 18 year olds all day. And and so I think, you know, you'd think I have like a like a, a speech or you know, something. Um but I don't I I think that idea of, of fear that I mentioned before um, I've come to in my, in my own understanding of, of sin and, and negativity and um, you know, damaging things in the world that, that fear uh, rather than hate is the opposite of love. Um, and so, so learning not to be afraid um of the other, uh, not to be afraid of what's happening inside me. Um, and so embracing, uh, and trying to understand our feelings, our, our discomfort, um, and recognizing that, you know, when, if something makes you uncomfortable, it's not to be avoided, but it's to be understood. And often that's how God speaks to us. Um, you know, if I, we have a, um, major homeless problem, uh, or problem with the fact that people are uh, experiencing homelessness in Minneapolis. And, you know, if that makes me feel things, it makes me uncomfortable, makes me angry. makes me upset or sad. Um, I don't, I shouldn't go out of my way to avoid seeing them. I should, that's, that's my call to do something about it. Um, and figuring out what that is, you know, if it's praying about it, if it's talking to people about it, or directly serving those people. Um, but fear is what keeps us from, from living our vocation, whatever that is, um, I think, in a lot of ways, or, which is to be, um, to make God's love manifest in the world. Um, and so fear is, um, is a big um, deterrent from, from being able to be that love. And so I think my advice um, for people who want to be loving people in the world, which I hope um, everyone does, or at least wants to want, um, mm-hmm. which is the start um, is to, to confront or understand what, um, what you're afraid of or what makes you mm-hmm. afraid.
0: Wow. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for joining us today. And we hope that you have a, uh, very fruitful rest of your semester. I know it's been very difficult, especially during this time of pandemic.
1: Yes, yes. Hybrid education is challenging, but I am learning a lot. Um, so thank you very
0: much. Good. So shall we end as we end all things? Mm-hmm. Live Jesus in our hearts. Forever. Forever. Forever.